OTB GAA Listen Tony I scored 3-4 the last day Like I said there During the week that, Like if you scored 3-4 in training You expect Michael Lee Higgins To come down the helicopter <laughs> <laughs> Subscribe to the OTB GAA podcast feed Wherever you get your podcasts Hurling on Off The Ball With Board Gosh Energy Proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship Paul Murphy, it's Limerick who go on to their fourth successive All-Ireland final. What a team, what a performance. It was, in the end, 224 to 118. But I suppose we'll start with the first half. You know, it was a brilliant first half, 113 to 112 at half time. What did you make of the game overall? Yeah, look, a tale of two halves, really. Um, Galway put in a strong performance in the first half and they seemed to get their matchups really well and they knew what they wanted to do, let's say, for their own puck out. They seemed to overload one side of the pitch with one lone runner nearly going to the other side and invariably picking one or the other, picking the lone runner or, or I suppose, giving a bit of commitment to their forwards that they'd win the ball. And they got a, you know, they reaped a lot of rewards off it. They got a lot of good ball into Conor Whelan as well. And, you know, Carl Mannion's goal was just a brilliant goal. He was just showed he was full of confidence, you know, took on the defence and hung it up. Um, you know they were point, they were ahead by six points at one stage, and that goal chance that Galway had uh, just towards the end of the second half, where you know Limerick just sniffed it out, but Limerick went down the other end and hit them for three or four points. Like that was a big turning point, and you'd wonder if Galway got that goal. Not so much would Limerick come back. We knew they would, but would they have enough in the tank to get back at them? But as we saw in the second half, then once Limerick came back at Galway, Galway just seemed to collapse a small bit, started hitting aimless ball, and you know really the heads just dropped and we saw a bit of the Limerick of old and we saw a little bit of the swagger of Garrod Hegarty coming back into it and it just with 15 minutes to go you knew the game was just slipping out of sight of, of Galway and look I think the energy just drained out of them in the end Yeah in that first half when they went six points up I thought what was so impressive was not only the scores but how they were taking them as you mentioned the Cahillmanian goal there was a lot of confidence there was a lot of bite about Galway there was, yeah, and exactly what you're saying. Like how they took their scores was excellent. They were really finding the best player in the best position, and they had not just one option, but they had one or two options there. So they had the short ball was on, but they also had the long ball into the full forward line, and the full forward line were finding space. So that was through the movement of the rest of the players on the pitch, and they just seemed to tire from doing that in the second half and couldn't maintain it. But you know, when you look at the caliber of scores that Galway were getting, it was top class. And then in the second half, they got five points in the second half, two from freeze. You could just see it just dropped off a cliff altogether so that's something Galway will be disappointed of going home tonight that they showed that they were capable of doing it but they just couldn't sustain it and you know the question mark will be over that from going home you know was it a case of was it in the legs or was it a case that Limerick just got the better of us which it'll be disappointing either way for Galway once they try and swallow this one there was one point um, when it was 1-6 to 1-12 the Nicky Quaid went down and he took his helmet off and he was just taking a bit of time something could have happened or he could be managing the game well I said it to John Kiley there and he sort of laughed and just said well I was too busy actually on the sideline to be looking but it just made me think you know at that point it was crucial they slowed the game down It was yeah look at and it, it's no slight on, on Limerick but it is certainly something that Nicky Quaid you know I've seen twice this year he had a problem with his contact lens and he hadn't had a problem since 2019 semi-finals <laughs> So, uh, yeah, it seems to be contact lens or something there. But look, it's game management. And, like, oftentimes other teams will look back and we hear, let's say, journalists or we hear pundits talking back saying that, you know, Galway or Kilkenny or whoever should have managed the game better at certain times and slowed it down. Limerick do it. Limerick don't wait for anyone to do it. Um, And, look, they just chose their moment that, listen, maybe we need to take the sting out of the game here. And that's part and parcel of it. As much as the skill of the game of putting the ball over the bar or whatever and back of the net, some of the skill of the game is knowing your moments to take the pace out of it. And, look, I think Limerick did it there and it, it, it worked really well for them and I don't think anyone will begrudge them of that 
and just the way they had to change things around coming into the game Limerick obviously Declan Hannan was out so it was William O'Donoghue when went back to, to centre half back what did you make of that decision? I suppose the best compliment you could say to Will O'Donoghue is that we didn't really notice that he went back there like that there wasn't he wasn't exploited back there and I think the thing about it is is that it's the Limerick system really that just works it's not a case of one player in one position looking to I suppose lord the game it's their system that works for them and you know Will O'Donoghue slotted back in there and you could see he was communicating really well but they all were, were making the calls there it wasn't just him making the calls you could see they were all communicating really well so I think the biggest compliment you could say to anybody that went into the number 6 there today but it was Will O'Donoghue was just that we didn't notice him he wasn't a talking point the talking points were elsewhere in the game and if you took if you said that to Limerick fans or even the Limerick management before the game you'd say well that means he must have had a good game Yeah we were wondering with Declan Hannan out what Limerick team would what they would be like I suppose because not only is his hurling but just the way he leads as a captain is so important you know he, he almost pulls the strings as people say but he, William did so well to slot in there and not that you didn't notice Declan but they can do it without Declan is probably what I'm saying exactly. Exactly, yeah. Like you wouldn't think there's many more lessons the Slimmer team could learn, but yeah. there's one that yeah we can function without uh, Declan Hannon. And look, I don't know what what Declan Hannon's situation is now, and we probably won't know till the day of the final if he's going to be back in time or not. But I think it's another a string to the Limerick bow to say that like they believe in their system, and if their system works, it doesn't matter what players are really on the pitch. And we've seen them tried and tested without Keen Lynch, without Declan Hannon, and there's been many players have dropped in and out of the team. Sean Finn has gone now as well, but the system still remains. And you look at the caliber. Of players they brought off the bench as well they still have that strength there and uh, I think yeah it was just another element that Limerick can now believe that you know it doesn't really matter who we have on the pitch on any given day as long as we all stick to the system we can all play in many different positions and no one person you know sinks the ship here we, we can keep this going you've been there and done it as a player how important is it to have that impact off the bench if you were to go on and, and win all Ireland's like Limerick you know they're going for their fourth success of I would say that having that impact is so so important it is, yeah. It's not only from, I suppose, having the impact, but it's just sustaining the 70 minutes. Like, Galway did go hard at Limerick there, but Limerick were able to absorb it. And some of that is physically, some of it is emotional. But if players know that, OK, I'm not expected to play a 70-minute match here, I can go and play 40 minutes, 50 minutes, and play really hard. And then, you know, you have Cahill O'Neill coming off the bench, or you have Graham Mulcahy or Richie English. They just have such quality players that they know, OK, well, if I go and expend myself after 50 minutes, there's another top-class player to come in off the bench and that's that's important for a team to know before you go out on the pitch so we have we're not waiting on 15 players here we have 20 players that can come in you know we have a pick of 30 players but 20 are going to play today and they used the full bench today and you just saw as they were introducing players it was just coming up another notch another notch and as well because those five players that were coming in knew that there's a jersey up for grabs here for a final and I want to be on the starting team and if not have a role so like it's just such a such a strong area for them and um, it's, it's, it's so important now for them going into a final that they can not only sustain the 70 minutes but sustain possibly an extra time as well and just looking at Galway then and their subs I'm pretty sure it was only three subs that, that Henry used so do you think that sort of has an impact I know they were playing more games as well obviously Limerick had that break was it just tiredness in the end it seemed to be and it seemed to be not just a case of that they failed in one or two areas like let's say 15 minutes ago it, it, it was kind of everywhere all over the pitch they lost their shape they seemed to be more reactive to what Limerick were doing whereas in the first half they were proactive they were going dictating to Limerick what they wanted to do but in the second half it just seemed to be a case of Limerick were making the calls Galway were reacting so you could you could bring in 10 substitutes at that stage if you want but it's it's not a question of legs anymore it's a question of the heads are a little bit gone now at this stage we're striking long aimless ball and it's a little bit tough 
tough to get yourself back into the game then and at, at this stage Limerick had their backs up you know so um, yeah look you could say it was maybe substitutes but I just think that because so many areas failed for him in the last 15 minutes there was no one area that if they improved in they could have came back at Limerick there was just Limerick just dominated in so many areas that it was, it was too much for Galway We talked about changes as well that Limerick had to make obviously Grode Hegarty was one of them he got two brilliant points today were you impressed with his performance? Yeah like I mean we spoke about it during the game I just I, I thought I saw a small bit of the swagger back in Grode Hegarty that's something we associate with him where he's going flat out but he looks like he's going at 80% and you know the point he got over under Cusick stand at the 21 like he just struck it like a golf shot nearly but you saw the bit of brazenness coming back into him and that's what we want to see in Grode because that's when he seems to flourish but yeah like I could see now that this fella's coming at the right time and even when he came off the pitch you know there was a bit of a standing ovation from the Limerick fans and like that's a, that's a daunting prospect now for a, a Clare or Kilkenny now going into the final knowing that you're going to be facing a Garrod Hegarty who looks like the, he has the swagger back Yeah he is a big day player like he loves the, the finals that's when he really shows up Exactly he seems to flourish um, other players maybe if you, if you have good form going into a final sometimes they fall flat because they feel there's an expectation on them but Garrod Hegarty is the opposite I think the bigger the game the more he'll flourish in it and I think coming to an All-Ireland final maybe he's been criticised a little bit this year for his performances or lack of performances at different times uh, maybe harshly a lot of people would say but that'll be water off a duck's back for him knowing I'm preparing for an All-Ireland final here I was man of the match last year in the final with 24 possessions I can shoot the lights out here again and very capable of turning up and look Limerick won't care what happened this year as long as he turns up in the final and Limerick leave, leave with Lee McCarthy it's all forgotten after that and that's a huge prospect for Limerick at the moment Yeah Limerick they're going for their four in a row now will that play in their minds or, or you've been there so what is that like do you try and put that out of your mind can you possibly put that out of your mind everybody is, is saying it to you whether you're going to the shop or whatever you're doing you know people are saying it to you how do you I suppose put that to the back of the mind or just concentrate on the game as it comes well I'd say look I mean from John Kiley and and Paul Canork I think they're well warned at this stage they'll want to keep that out of the dressing room as much as they can and if you look back at even the Munster final we see Darrow Donovan talking after the game and saying that you know people wrote us off and different things and you know I don't think many people wrote them off but obviously (laughs) they just want that they they just want that yeah and I think I I think it's a really good strategy they're kind of keeping themselves in a place where they're not letting it seep into the dressing room where this belief of we're possibly the greatest team of all time or we can go for five in a row never mind four and I think they're, they're, they're doing a really good job of keeping that outside of the dressing room if the talk is out there we'll let it be outside the dressing room but don't let it creep inside so I think Kylie and Kinnerk and, and the whole backroom team will be well warned and you know maybe even take lessons to, from Kilkenny back in 2010 that you might have an exceptional team but it only takes one day to get dethroned and suddenly you're back to square one so I just think they're well warned they're, they're focusing on an All-Ireland final now they'll have four in a row and whatever happens going forward is whatever but they're getting ready for an All-Ireland final now and I don't think talk of a four in a row or five in a row comes into the dressing room with them I'll not ask you who you think will go on and win until tomorrow after <laughs> the other semi-final but it, they will be hard to stop well, look they're the favourites now and regardless who wins tomorrow Limerick will be favourites going into the final and that's the bottom line and there's a reason for that um, like they were able to absorb everything Galway through with them today and you know there's a 15 point swing in the game where it's just incredible to think that that's a possibility where you're down by 6 and you go and you win by 9 but that's the team that's out there um, so even if you know Galway stayed in this game till the 60th minute like I still believe that that Limerick team can, can still just pip you at the post and that be enough so whether Kilkenny or Clare win tomorrow 
Limerick are the favourites going into the final and that's that's just the way things are and you know it'll suit Kilkenny or Clare anyway to be the underdogs because you'd rather come in just you know under the cover there and, and, and have your pot shot at Limerick but look it's a daunting prospect for any team at the moment and just at the start of the game the teams were parading around the pitch here and you turned and said that you feel nervous <laughs> what's it like for you watching on now? I, I don't know is it just when you hear the band and you hear the crowd that it, it evokes memories but yeah I felt nerves there watching it because I suppose you were just nervous to see what kind, what was going to transpire and I think it's just associated with the day like you get these memories back but I was laughing there when I was saying to you I was like why do I feel nervous I have no skin in the game here whatsoever but yeah look it's just been here so many times you know what the players are thinking you know what they're feeling you know what the crowd are feeling as well and maybe it's just the atmosphere and the energy here it just kind of makes you a bit nervous but it's a kind of I suppose it's a, an excited type of type of nerves yeah and it was an incredible atmosphere it really was like I don't know what I was expecting today but it was great to see such a big crowd and you could feel that mm. when you say that you know it's memories coming back to you is there any one memory in particular going around maybe your first time in the mm. All-Ireland is there anything that sticks out yeah maybe my first time because um you kind of don't ever think you may be here like because it just seems like such a pipe dream when you're younger so when you actually like there's a few things that are I suppose famous for and it's like you know running out of the tunnel in a match and walking behind the Artane Boys band and so when you do tick that box of walking behind the Artane Boys band look you know you have a job to do but you'll always have that memory of your first All-Ireland like you know it's Noel Hickey in front of you or JJ behind you and so for me that was a very special memory but I'm sure if you know if you spoke to any of the Galway players here who played back in um, 2017 or if you if you talk to any Limerick players over the last few years like those memories are special memories to have and you know walking around and seeing the crowd seeing Hill 16 rising as well it's just all those are special memories even though look you, you kind of you park them and you I suppose you try and focus on the game I suppose when you finish up you have a little look back and you go god they were they were great memories so yeah walk mine our team mine's banned before Stall Ireland you kind of knew I've made it from here <laughs> and you said when you look back is that when it hits you then you realise what I've actually done here yeah kind of look you're in a bubble really for your career and you, you kind of want to look forward and not look back um, and it's you know it's a, it's a roller coaster like it feels like just a click of your fingers and from the day you started to the day you finished and maybe it's just every so often you'll be at home and it could be at Christmas and there's a Laker Gale on and suddenly they play a match or something you look at it and you, you just like that's not the memory I had of the game and I can't believe I was playing that day so I remember I was class that day <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I ever said that now, but yeah look there's lots of those memories and it's maybe when the dust settles and you step away from it and you kind of go god I might actually watch that game again and see and it kind of brings back funny memories to think that you were there and what memories you had of that game as opposed to what you're actually watching on the game now and for Henry Shefflin then as well obviously your former teammate what will he be like I suppose leaving Crow Park today um, he did the press conference he, he seemed disappointed but you know he, he spoke about Limerick and, and how good they were too look for, Henry's a grounded fella and the reason he was so successful is he just took ownership whether you were good whether you were bad he was well able to recognise you know did we, de- did we deserve to lose today and taking it on the chin if you did and look Henry will be disappointed he's invested in Galway at the moment and that's the type of person he is he's passionate about Galway he's passionate about whatever he's doing you could see him on the sideline today you know fighting for every free he could possibly get um, and he'll be disappointed going home but at the same time Henry will know that they were just beaten by the better team today and you can you can make your peace with that at times as well you know it mightn't be the results you wanted but when you know you were just out fought okay they'll have stuff to work on next year and they know very definitely that we still have a huge bar to step up to here but look Henry will be disappointed this evening when he'll go home saying like we were beaten by the better team and we can't have many complaints and sometimes when that happens although it's a sickening feeling you can kind of just go well I can see how it happened and that's sport and if you're not good enough you don't win 
Yeah, I suppose there with a few minutes to go, you're, you're looking at the field now and you're starting to be really in full flow at that stage and uh, very impressive to watch. And yeah, so look, we spoke beforehand about playing the game in our terms. Probably went like that for the first 22, 23 minutes, but thereafter they they rested the back and um, you know we, we really struggled from there. You know, I think that the second goal was obviously a killer. You know, I think it was 115, 116 at that stage, and um, you know. We, we just panicked a little bit. We we had the danger sniffed out, and then we panicked a little bit and lack of composure maybe, and then they get the second goal and and it just kicked on from there. Yeah, no, we started the game very very well, and uh, maybe that's just that we had that extra match, you know, in between. And um, you know, I suppose we were, we were wondering would we go with, with Cottle sitting back as the plus one again, and we decided against it. We said, look, we really have to approach this because we know Limerick would have their homework done. They just play around us. Um, and I thought we, we started very strong. Our pockets were obviously working very well. But as I said, then they just started to get their turns back. And going in half time, one point up, felt like it wasn't just enough for ourselves again, you know. So, um, and then, you know, as I said, you're hoping, we knew Limerick are a strong quarter three team, and you're hoping just to stay in the game and start to come a little bit. But as I said, all the momentum, it was, it was like as if they were just starting to really get going and ratchet it up. And, uh, yeah, they were just, we were putting out fires all over the place and just that middle third, you know, half back midfield, half forward line, they just started to dominate there and uh, we just couldn't get any foothold at all in the game. Yeah, they were, they were very, very impressive, you know, so I would have said that we tired, probably some of our players didn't play to the level that they, they'd be very disappointed themselves and I think as a collective, you'd have to be disappointed because, you know, I spoke during the week with yourself and I said I felt we were in a better place this year to really attack this game and go at it. So, and I just think the body of work we've done all year set us up nicely for that. So, we're very disappointed now heading back down the road because we brought a lot of fight with last year and that fight just kind of went out was during the second half a little bit, which is very disappointing and very disappointing for our supporters who are travelling great numbers. Oh yeah, it is. But as I said, we were we were probably depending on set play and movement to win the ball. And when Limerick snuffed that out and it became a man-on-man battle, battle um, you know, they were the ones dominating that area. And even when the ball broke then, they just had bodies back. So, ah, look, they're just a serious, serious team. And I have to give full credit to Limerick and what they performed. And, and the way they did it today, even compared to last year, I just thought they were fully deserving winners. But for us, obviously, just that is the disappointing part because that's, when you get to this level, that's where it matters is those man-on-man battles and um, they just won far too many of those today. Yeah, so it's, it's funny, like at this moment in time, it feels very disappointing because obviously last year we stood here and we were very proud of our performance and we pushed them really, really hard. And uh, that's why we felt we had a right chance today. And so it is disappointing, it's right disappointing at this moment in time because it just it feels like this year wasn't good. Um, but when you reflect on it, I, I think, I think we, we, we've more patches of good play, and especially again that first 20 minutes was very good play. Um, it's just, the, and I hate using the word, the inconsistency of that was, was hurting us. But I definitely see this year there was definitely better play during the year, but said it's all about results, and that's what I came to Galway to do, is to get results, and we haven't got any for the second year, so it's, it's very disappointing. They are, yeah, and for our players, they just need to realise that, and when the dust settles, and, and look at these players, and see the level they're at, because that's it, that's the bar, and uh, if you're not going to get up there, you're not going to pass it out, so, um, so yeah, but they, they're, they're just an unbelievable team, and that, that bit of 
bit of bite and a bit of freshness um, was very evident and uh, yeah, they're, and they're powerful, just powerful. But serious hurdles as well. Sure, of course it is because we're all shouting that we, we felt the walls, you know. So it was definitely, you know, there's no doubt about it. Did but you know that shouldn't, shouldn't impact. To be fair, they obviously just reset a little bit. They drag loads of bodies out to the middle, and uh, they just leave Aaron or Seamus up top on his own, and they get the terms back because they're so powerful around that middle. But look, everyone knows that. Everyone knows is you have to go out and play against it. So. Um, but obviously they have the experience and, and the guile, but they have the hurlers as well and that's, uh, that's the most impressive thing about them. No, I don't think so. I, I think they actually just grew into the game. I've been there myself where you've had a break and it takes you a little bit of time to just really get going and uh, that's probably what was happening with Limerick. They were just starting to get up to the championship intensity which they haven't had in the last few weeks. And, they look very fresh, they look very hungry and obviously again the experience of managing that four weeks really stood to me tick. But yeah, we needed the second goal and um, you know, I thought uh, I thought James was harsh and Sean Lennon down by the sideline when we had that ball there at the time of the second goal. Yeah, it was probably a little bit harsh. It wasn't probably too much in it, but still from there we, we should have uh, cut out the danger and once they got the second goal it really felt like there was only going to be one winner, which is very disappointing for us because that's where that test of character which we spoke about all year really comes into it and we just didn't have that today. Yeah, there was, but the, the game was starting to turn in that way and that just whole middle zone and their half-back line and Kyle and, and Dermot Burns were really turning into it. So, um, yeah, it, it did feel like that, but we just, we didn't have that energy. We didn't have that, you know, that buzz that we brought for the first 20 minutes was completely gone out uh, our side and as I said the terms were very much in memories. No, not really, no. You hear all these rumours, you know, there's loads of rumours sitting around. I felt it was probably the most fluid movement, you know, so that they weren't going to upset three or four different lines to have different players in it. So not really, but as I said it didn't really matter to us. It was more about what we were going to bring to the party, what way we were going to do. And obviously we did that for for a period, but after that, uh, it wasn't good enough. That's so impressive, you know. I think it's just, um, but it's a testament to the management team and to the players involved. And they have the best players in the country, and the most of them, you know. So, and that's that's uh, that's what it is. And that hunger and desire is, is, is true. And that's that's the reason why they're they're still going. And that consistency for any of us in any sport, when you look at it, the consistency, the hunger to keep going to the well is very very impressive. And, I was hoping we could keep it tight and bring it down the home straight like it was last year and I felt we would really have a chance then but um, no, you just have to say that they were just um, just brilliant and they, they got better and better as the match went on and uh, you know, it's two weeks of the final which probably suits them again and they're just in prime condition now to attack that as well. Um, I think they're so used to it. I think they're able to time it. They know how much training load and stuff like that so you, you're experiencing that but but their hunger and their freshness seem to be back in their players again after a tough Munster Championship, no doubt. So it definitely stood to them, I'd say, yeah. John, through to the All-Ireland Final, you must be pretty happy with that performance out there today. Yeah, happy with the manner of the last 50 minutes in particular, I suppose. Uh, first 20, 25 minutes, we were struggling with many aspects of the game. Just weren't working hard enough, we didn't get on. You know, enough ball in the middle third to 
you know, get some launch pads into into our own forwards. So that's really the nuts and bolts of it. Our score scoring total at that stage was only one six, you know. So that's way too low for us. So you know, Galway to be fair, their puck up was really good. They were getting a pat farm off that breaking ball was very good for them, and it just was a reflection maybe that we weren't working hard enough. Really, we didn't get the breaking ball. We weren't you know getting the tackles in to upset their flow either. So um, yeah, the lads adjusted to be fair, and I think maybe they need just a little bit of time to grow into the game. It appears like that. Um, and you know we just had one or two little bits and pieces but ultimately it was all about work rate and we were not working hard enough at that stage and we upped it from there and you know i think the last seven to nine minutes of the second of the first half you know we closed the gap i think it was went from six to one and we didn't look back after that i think first score in the second half and pushed on from there and we i think we felt very you know well solid structure and you know we were working extremely hard and finished out the game strong then the boys coming off the bench really had a big impact in the last 10 minutes were you worried at all when you went six points down it's a game of hurling things can change very quickly but yeah, at that point where you you're just concerned like you know what's the issue number one you know what's wrong where are the issues and number two uh, what can we do about it and I suppose number three, you're you're very conscious that you don't want to go any further down. You know, you don't want to go from six to nine because suddenly then it becomes a real mountain to climb. Yeah. So we needed a response at that stage. I think the boys understood that. Uh, I think they responded. There was probably a few words between them around the pitch, and you know they upped the work rate big time. And. You know, I think when we got chances in that last 10, 12 minutes, we were very efficient as well, which was also very important. When it was 1-12 to 1-6 at that point, you were six points down. I noticed that Nicky Quaid went down. Was he managing the game well? Is that important? Or maybe he went down because well, he had... I can tell you this, but I don't honestly know what was wrong, right? Uh, he was 100 yards from me, and I had a lot of my place. Uh, at that stage, we were having some very deep conversations, <laughs> so I haven't a clue what went on there. Yeah, you had a lot of changes to make before the game. Obviously, Declan Hannon, your captain, was out. You had to move things around. William went into the centre-half position there. He did really well. He did. Really happy with how he did. You know, we made that decision pretty pretty early doors and he's embraced the, the challenge, I suppose, really, you know, because it is a huge challenge to go from midfield to centre-back, you know, at this level. Um, but, like, listen, Declan is our, our leader you know, of our group and if you're going to put somebody in there, they've got to have real leadership qualities. So William has that and, you know, I think it was a big ask but when you have somebody like William that's taken on that challenge, you can be confident that's going to be a positive outcome. You were asked in the press conference there if Grode Hegarty has ever played a centre-off back. What did you say? <laughs> uh, he's not a great six. He's a great seven, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. he did really well. I uh, know. Listen, Gerrard has played uh, in the half-back line with his club, and he's played half-back, obviously, with me with 20s, uh, 21s as well, and did brilliantly there. But listen, at the same time, he's a top-class forward and, you know, really, really great guy in our group, fierce, important player to us. So, you know, uh, worked very hard today. Uh, very happy with his performance. And just on Declan, will he make it back in time? I'm sure you're hopeful. I know, listen, that's the big question, I suppose, that everyone is asking at the minute, but sure, we don't have all the answers. You know, we'll give him every opportunity, and I know that he'll do everything in his power to get back and be able to give whatever he can to the team as well. You also mentioned that you had said about Declan being injured weeks in advance, which isn't really the norm. You, you know, normally it's maybe the week before, days before, but you had a reason for why you did that. Yeah, like, when you have a player 
Like these guys are amateurs. They can't go away and hide on a golf course or you know in a in a gym or whatever in a club. Like they, they have to go about their lives. So uh, you know it's very important that these fellas aren't tormented by people asking them. You know, will you be back? Are you okay? What's wrong? You know, we we, we kind of gave him that freedom, if you like, of tell everybody that he's out and that's the end of it. And we'll see how your recovery goes. Then we'll take it from there. And just to give the player a bit of headspace, really. You know, that's that's the most important part. But it also gave us the opportunity as a management team to open up a big void and say right okay we're going to fill that now mm. and I think if you have a partial void you're not just going to fill it as quickly as you will with a with a full void and it means that somebody that's taken on that challenge like William did can totally uh, embrace that challenge. And lastly then you're going for four in a row do you think about it like that? No um, listen at this level every single day you go out you know there's a huge challenge put to you so you don't know where you're going to be from one week to the next we've had a really tough monster campaign uh, we've stood up to all the challenges that came our way. There were massive challenges, uh, but I think we've still maintained a very steady incremental improvement right throughout that, that phase. We took the opportunity of the last four weeks to get a good bit of work done and get a bit of rest in as well at the same time. And I think you know, incrementally we've gone up another step today. The challenge for our group now is to go back to the, you know, the training field and make sure that we're a better team the next day we come back here. Hurling on off the ball with Board Gosh Energy, proud sponsors of the Senior Hurling Championship.